1: Welcome to The Jennifer Sheehan Show. I'm Jennifer. We'd love to give you our magazine full of inspirational stories. Go to the JenniferSheehanShow.com to subscribe. Love to introduce you to my brother in Christ, Tim Lee. Tim, you, it's Jennifer. so good to have you on my show. It's
2: an honor to be here. I mean that.
1: And United States Marine.
2: Yes, ma'am. United States
1: Army Army <laughs> thank you for your service thank you for your service. thank you so you know it's so funny is with I've had so many different military people on here and I think Army's kind of tough so tougher than Air Force, tougher than Navy, not tougher than Marines. You win. <laughs> you, go, <thank laughs> you win. You. Thank
2: you. I don't pick on Army too much. If it, was, if it was the Navy, we might have a little problem.
1: There. Okay, good. So Army's okay. Your Army's fine. Okay, yeah. thank goodness. So wow, you lose your legs in combat in Vietnam, and just your story is so powerful. Now you're speaker and author and awesome christian man and i'm just so proud to call you my new friend and have you on this show and um, tell us your background where'd you come from well i, I
2: was born and raised in southern illinois and uh, uh, my dad was a, a baptist pastor for almost 60 years i've been going to church for uh, well, I tell them nine months before I was even born, I was going to church because my mom never missed church. And whenever I was 10 years old, the most important thing that would ever happen in my life happened on a Sunday morning. I got into conviction, uh, realized that I was lost and, and my mom was saved. My dad was a Christian. My sister was saved, but I'd never been saved. And so I was miserable there that morning. And it's really called conviction. And I I got into conviction and And um, I went forward during the invitation. I was really scared. I know know it sounds kind of weird, maybe to people sometime, but I I, I could see hell. I was scared of hell is what I was scared of. And somebody said, "Well, you shouldn't get saved just Just because you could go to hell." (laughs) That's not a bad reason, you know. So that morning, uh, I I gave my heart to Christ. My mom was praying beside me, and I remembered as though it happened five minutes ago. It's so real to me. And in that day, Jesus Christ came into my life and I've never doubted, I've never, I I know a lot of people have doubts about their salvation, but I've always been able to go back to that time when I said yes to Christ. I love that. Then when I became a teenager, um, Jennifer, it didn't happen overnight, but Mm -hmm. gradually, salvation happened instantly. At that moment, I was saved. But then I started, uh, as my teenage years, uh, I started getting away from God it, and um, I, I was hanging out with the wrong crowd I was going mm-hmm. to the wrong places uh, doing the wrong things. there's five of us kids and out of five I'm the only one that rebelled and, oh, no. and did that and um, but I was sneaking around <laughs> my mom and dad's back and I was lying mm-hmm. and and uh, you know deceiving them I was breaking their heart my mom... Uh, she knew what was we, going on Yeah, she knew and it would break you know she'd go to bed weeping and and um, but I, I was so into ath- athletics I set uh, track records in uh, the long jump and the hurdles and um, played football basketball baseball and that, those things soon became my gods I'm really getting messed up and drinking alcohol and going to the wrong places and getting in trouble. I was rebellious at school. I was a rebellious against God. I was rebellious against my parents. And, and But I knew my mom and dad were uh, were uh, disciplinarians, but I knew they loved us. And of course they would talk to us before they spanked us and they'd say that. They'd say, now son, the reason I'm doing this is because I love you. Right. Well, mom and dad love me a lot because <laughs> I got my share of spankings, but I had, them, I had them coming too. Right,
1: and you had mentioned that um- when it comes to the Marines and before you joined the Marines, you had, you were going to college and you were working a job, but you got fired from your job and uh, kicked out of college. Yeah. And so that's what made you ultimately join the Marines.
2: Yes, I got, I, I was so far away from God, my life messed up and who would have ever believed it, kicked out of college, fired from my job. My life was uh, just full of confusion. So I saw the sign by the post office said, the Marines are looking for a few good men. And I was so egotistical, full of myself. And I went in and told the recruiter, hey, I found the one that you're looking for. (laughs) And I joined the Marine Corps. So I tell teenagers, I was tired of living at home. I was tired of being told what time to go to bed, what time to get out of bed and how to get my hair cut. So I joined the Marine Corps, (laughs) which wasn't the most intelligent thing that that I've ever done. But I ended up uh, going to, uh, a boot camp at Paris Island. And uh, I didn't get my life right with God there, but I did, something happened in my life that was very positive. And I fell in love with the Marine Corps. I decided I wanted to be a, mar- a Marine after I got all this discipline stuff straightened out and, and the rebellious stuff. And uh, so I fell in love with the Marine. So, th- so that part of my life kind of got on a straight path, but I still wasn't right with God and my, my spiritual life was still a disaster.
1: When we come back, Tim loses his legs. We'll be right back. You won't hear how God is working on mainstream media, but you will hear it on the Jennifer Sheehan television show. In a world currently imprisoned by fear, I'm committed to telling fearless stories of hope, restoration, redemption, and miracles. Here's just a sample of stories my amazing guests share about God's limitless love in action.
3: God rescued me from pornography and
0: sex addiction. I was on the brink of death, but Jesus saved me. I was attacked by a huge grizzly bear, but God preserved my life. At the age of two, raised by my sister without parents, my birth father threw me against a metal sheet wall, slicing my stomach open, leaving me for dead in a pool of blood. After he abandoned me, my true heavenly father, God, did not.
3: My 17-year-old son was murdered on Christmas Eve. I was in a bad place. I purchased a gun each day, went to the lake and held it to my head, to end my life. After over 50 guns, I sought out professional help. I went on the Jennifer Sheehan television show to share my story. On filming day, God got a hold of my heart and right there on the set, I prayed to
0: receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. This show is giving people hope in Jesus. That's why we do what we do. We, We want you to hear and see amazing stories of how God brings beauty from ashes and how he brings hope and healing Even in the midst of life's hardest struggles, God is using this show to change lives.
2: Through the power of story, the Jennifer Sheehan television show is sharing the gospel in regions around the globe. We reach an audience of over 3 million people in the US, Africa, India, Pakistan, and China. Will you partner with us so that the Jennifer Sheehan show continues to grow in its influence and reach for Jesus Christ? donate your tax deductible gift at the jennifer sheehan show.com donate
1: welcome back to the jennifer sheehan show so tim you have a best friend a marine that lived his faith out loud and you mentioned that every time you're around him you felt convicted i love people like that
2: yeah he's a real deal corporate league or yeah, we're still good friends today but we flew to Vietnam on the same plane, and uh, he was a Christian. He he was an unashamedly a uh, follower of Christ. I watched him sit on his rack, read his Bible, pray, witness to other Marines. And of course, I knew that story. I knew that's the way I was supposed to be because I was raised, and I I knew that. But I was saved running from God. He was saved living for God. Love it. And uh, I would. We he would talk to me. He knew uh, my background and 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 he, i get under conviction just being around him because he was he had the, had the lord on his life and in his life and i knew that was supposed to be my story and so he made a definite impact and you know uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more later on if we have time but one of the miraculous things uh of this whole story was for 13 years he thought i was dead that that um i had died they they lost contact from me and they went their separate ways when uh-huh. after i got hit and they all came back as a unit i came back in a medevac chopper so but um
1: so you get orders to vietnam
2: i got orders to vietnam and you go
1: over there and what was your job there
2: i, I, w- I was a, a combat engineer and 1371 and our job we we built things and we blew things up the fun part was blowing things up. right and uh
1: i remember those days i love blowing stuff up too
2: it was fun (laughs) and we uh but our uh, the main thing i did for the eight months that i was in nam was uh mind sweeping and I, I went on so many many mind sweeps remember the first time i went i was so nervous so scared it was it wasn't like walking back in the states and training this is the real deal right. with live range what does
1: that look like
2: well you it, it all depends on the train uh many times you could use a, a an actual mind sweep uh machine but that where we were at the day that i got hit it was elephant grass tall so it was a slow slow methodical process it was almost almost like inch by inch and you look for something that had been moved something that was different maybe sometimes we'd walk the same mine suite we'd do the same thing for seven or eight weeks in a row so we'd clear a path vehicles to get through or, road construction
1: so you would walk on this path and you would find the mines detonate them and get rid of them yeah, so we, that others can go through yeah, and they're not going to the hit area the
2: sometimes there would be rounds that had not yet been detonated and we would we would uh, detonate those and then the landmine clear that area and uh, so i i have walked numerous mine suites but this particular one is uh is different some of my men are new some of them has only been there for a few weeks and uh, a couple of them are just a few days so i would i told them i would walk point man this is march the 8th uh, 1971 and i told them i walk point man that day point man's the first man 15 20 meters another marine 15 20 meters another marine i would normally be in the back of the squad with the rademan and the corpsman the lieutenant if he was long but and i wouldn't try to be a hero this wasn't what that was about so i remember that first sweep i went on and, and so i wanted these guys to see how we did it and 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 the training that they had learned back in the states and now this real uh, and real you mentioned
1: training. your friend had said he wanted to go first but no. you said no
2: well that was at noon hour we stopped to eat and we, we took care of a couple of rounds that morning we stopped to eat and so he said let me go ahead and finish out the day and i told him i said no i'll finish this day and then tomorrow you'll walk uh, point man. He was as well qualified as I but I, I was in charge So I told him I'd finish up the day and then the next day he would so we picked up uh, Where we left off from and uh, 45 minutes later. I stepped on a 60 pound mine mm-hmm. and, it, and it happens so quick. It's like a, it's like a, a second and, and it's over with the mine blows up I'm, I'm tossed into the air uh, end over in end. Uh, both my legs were ripped off my body immediately and uh, Jennifer, I should have died. I should have been killed right then. I mean, mm-hmm. without, uh, without anything else happening, I should have died. It was a big enough mine to destroy a jeep. Uh, but I tell people, God had a plan for my life. We're in the middle of a major minefield now, and the South Korean Marine steps on a mine. The bulldozer driver puts his blade down a mine. All this happens within less than five seconds mm-hmm. of each other. Now there's noise and smoke and confusion. And I'm in extreme pain. I was only unconscious uh, for uh, maybe a couple of minutes. And I don't, I don't know how bad it is. They're not letting me look around. They're holding me down. But I know I've, I'm in so much pain. I know it's bad. When you and, see your
1: friend crying. Yep,
2: I looked up, and right there in front of all this happening, there's Lee Gore with tears, big old tears running down his face. And he's praying, begging God out loud to help me. And he's not praying for himself, he's praying for me. And um, so I prayed that day. I, I didn't want to die. I wanted to live. Someone said, "You've never lived till you've almost died," and I, I don't know what the, I know what that's about because uh, I was at the at the door of death. And but I asked God to let me live, and and I made Him a promise. And so, of course, I've made Him so many promises before, but that day I meant it like I'd never meant it. It was a simple prayer. It's probably not the exact word, but something like, "Lord, if You'll let me live and get back home to mom and dad, I'll do with my life what You want." And um, so they came with a medevac chopper. Uh, difference between Vietnam and Korea, we were able to get our wounded out of Vietnam a whole lot quicker than they could in Korea, so many, a lot of, lot of more survival, a higher survival rate. And 20 minutes from the time they got there, I was on a hospital ship, and they were performing surgery on me. So
1: they took the chopper, got you onto the medical ship? On the ship USS and- uh,
2: Sanctuary, and I was on that ship for two weeks, unconscious most of the time. And um, mom and dad had got word that I'd been hit, but they didn't know how service was. So there was a lack of contact there for two or three days, and they they had Marines show up at their house, and that scared mom to death. She figured I was dead, and then the, they got telegrams. Red Cross uh, showed up, but um, I was there for two weeks at the island of Guam in the naval hospital. I went from 187 pounds to a little less than 80 pounds. Infection, high degree temperature, 106, 100, degrees. They were packing me with ice, they were packing me with blankets, trying to break this fever. And finally, it broke enough for them to feel comfortable flying me back to the uh, States and uh, to the Philadelphia Naval Hospital. And that there's where I spent the next eight months of my life. had surgery after surgery after surgery. and. Um, a lot of mar- marines if you were on ward 1A in in uh, Philadelphia Naval Hospital you were an amputee from the Vietnam War one leg two legs two legs and an arm one leg and an arm there, any given time 30 to 40 marines on ward ward 1A and it was not a, a private room it was not semi private it's a open ward with a thin cotton curtain between so you could hear all the dressing changes going on and all the pain and the uh, suffering that they were going through. But a lot of guys were more seriously injured than I, and they were getting out of the hospital, or, or less, in- uh, you know, no more seriously injured, and they were getting out of the hospital quicker than me. But I had this uh, infection in my right leg and they couldn't control it. These young doctors uh, just kept cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. And they wanted to cut my, left index finger off that has a piece of shrapnel my mom pitched a fish and are not gonna do that and of course it's a military hospital they probably could have they'd have wanted to but she went and got a rubber ball I began to squeeze it it never bothered me you know but that shows you how radical they were these young doctors about uh, about cutting um, on me and um, so I, I was I never got bitter I never got angry but I was getting discouraged
1: absolutely and I can I can see you getting discouraged with that Uh, when we come back Tim gets a miracle from God we'll be right back
3: a house is built with walls but a home is built with memories firehouse movers takes great pride and honor in serving your moving needs built over a fireman's code of ethics to be truthful and honest at all times to display excellence respect and loyalty we are honored for you to entrust us with your valuable memories. And we have been doing so for over 20 years with hundreds of five-star reviews. We never compromise in quality because we understand that it's easier to explain our prices than to apologize for poor service. Call us today at 972-412-6033. And let us tell you why we're passionate for what we do learn more at firehousemovers.com by his grace we live by his will we bond together to serve you
1: the jennifer sheehan show magazine promotes and connects christians and christian-owned businesses worldwide it's digital non-profit and full of inspirational stories the magazine is emailed shared on our social media and promoted weekly on our TV show, reaching millions of viewers. To subscribe to this free magazine and for advertising opportunities, go to the thejennifershehanshow.com. Welcome back to The Jennifer Sheehan Show. Okay, Tim, so you already lost both of your legs, lots of blood, lo- scary moment. Your mom and dad, I'm sure, were just totally freaking out and then you find out that they want to take your hip which means correct me if i'm wrong but it means you're not going to be able to sit up you would have to lay on your stomach or lay on your back so really big deal you being um an athletic guy and you call your parents and what do you tell them well
2: i, I on a, on a friday afternoon a nurse comes to my bed gives me a sedative said doctor's coming to talk to you about what they're going to do so i actually went to sleep and then they doctor come and woke me up he's very cold methodical said on Monday we're going to do a hip disarticulation he turns around and walks off no questions no explanation just so I go back to sleep when I wake up a little bit later the kindest nurse that I had the whole eight says there was standing by my bedside and she, and she had tears running down her face and so I figured something something bad's happened and she said Tim do you understand what they're going to do on Monday I said, well, I just assume it's another surgery. She said, no, she said they're gonna take your entire right hip off. And Tim, you're not gonna be able to set up. You're gonna have to lay on your stomach. Now this is, this is 50 years ago, and I'm sure things are so much better nowadays, and, right. and, but th- back then this is what they were doing. And I said, you won't be able to, well, at that moment, I went to the bottom of the barrel. I went as, as low as I've ever been in my life. And uh, it hit me like a ton of bricks and um, i waited a little while went all the way down to the end of the ward there was a little room there we uh, called the solarium and it was where you could go with your family to have a little privacy and no one was in there there was a peg phone on the wall and i called my mom and dad and uh 20 year old marine i I, was 21 by this time i was crying and and um i said i told him what had happened i said dad i believe i'd rather die Spend the rest of my life. I've always been an athlete and always gone. I figured if I had my legs, I'm in a wheelchair. I could do things, but when they told me that, but my dad, my mom was crying, and so I I said, Dad, I I believe I'd rather die. He said, well, son, we gotta have faith. And Jennifer, I met at that time. That was the toughest thing for me ever. So really, I was living on my mom and dad's faith and borrowed faith when and, and and people were praying for me. But at that moment. I need other people to help me and so dad calls the hospital they canceled the surgery Monday morning if you don't have surgery you go to what that we, we Marines call stump rounds anyone who has anything to do with your cases there the doctors the nurses physical therapists psychiatrists prosthetic people they're all on the other side of the table it's the weirdest thing they're talking about you they call you up alphabetically There's a new doctor there that morning, sitting between the two young doctors who've been operating and cutting on me. He's running the show that day and he's probably 20 years older than them. He looks at my clipboard, looks up at me and he looks back down. His eyes are getting wider and takes his glasses off and he stands up and he said, do you know who I am? Well, Jennifer, I wasn't in a mood to play a (laughs) game. I've just had the worst weekend of my life. He said, my name's Dr. Robert Bailey. He said, I did the very first surgery on you when they brought you off the battlefield in vietnam and he turned around and told the rest of them he said we we didn't think that he would make it and then he saw what these two young doctors had done and i mean he pitched a fit he threw that clipboard down and uh, said a few choice words dr bailey took an interest in me he took me to surgery one time never took anything off he cleaned up my wounds put me on a brand new antibiotic obviously the younger doctors didn't know anything about and then within two weeks, I was making preparation to be discharged from the hospital. Praise God. And I haven't been back to a doctor at a hospital for anything directly related to what happened to me on March the 8th, mm-hmm. 1971. So I know as well as I know my name is Tim Lee that God sent Dr. Robert Bailey. Yes. Someone said, well, couldn't you serve God on your stomach or your back? Maybe, I don't know, but I, I've flown 7 million miles on airlines. I go up those steps on my hands and my bottom. I went through the Alaska tundra two miles and shot a 7-foot tall black bear on my hands and my bottom. So I could have probably done it maybe, but I not it, it had the impact that I've had now yeah. all these years.
1: Praise God that He saved and, and just made you who you are. And so, So then you told me that you never thought you would get married.
2: Yeah, I didn't. My mom came to the hospital and told me about this family joining. She told me about Connie, and uh, so I go, I go home before the, before the doctors were going to do this hip surgery. They thought it'd be great if I went home for two weeks. It was great, and I met Connie in a Sunday school class. And I don't advocate this for all young people, but it was really love at first sight for us. And that was the fastest two weeks of my life. I got back and started getting these love letters. They were different than all the other letters that I got and. And we fell in love with each other. I got out of the hospital in November. We got married in April. And God's given us three great uh, children and six awesome grandchildren. And so God had a plan, you know. God, God had a plan. And I just had to quit running and quit rebelling and get in where, where His will where He wanted me at.
1: I love it. And now what do you do?
2: Well, now I'm a preacher of all things. Raised in a preacher's (laughs) home. I didn't want to be a preacher. That's the last thing. But I told God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. He wants you to be a preacher. I pastored for five years, and now I'm my 44th year as an evangelist and I preach all over America and throughout parts of the world. I love it. I don't want to do anything else with my mm. life. I love preaching the gospel and telling people the good news, how they can be yes. saved, how their lives can be changed by the power of God.
1: And that's what we have in common, you and I, evangelism. Yep. Yep. Love it, love, love it. it. And then you got a book you wrote. Tell now, us what the book I, name is. I wrote is. the
2: book called Born on the 5th of July.
1: And you were and actually born on the 5th of July. I was
2: born on the 5th of July. It's kind of take off of the movie Born on the 4th of July. And, and that guy got bitter and angry and my story is diametrically opposite and i I tell people that i tell put a lot of things in the book that i wouldn't necessarily say from the platform but it's all there it's uh it's the unvarnished truth and it's just i tell it lay it all out like it was and uh god used that book and uh and people the main thing they say is i I couldn't put it down it's that kind of book once they start reading it they want to finish it
1: i love that I love that both of our gift is evangelism and you know when you say God use me send me I'll go which I say every day you better mean it yes sir cuz he will absolutely. <laughs> he absolutely will Amen. and you know tell us about your friend that lived his his christianity out loud and he was praying for you out loud when he sees your legs gone and all the blood and the horrific and he didn't even know all that time he didn't know that you were still alive
2: Yeah, he th- he, for 13 years he thought I was dead. Now, we were members of a church in Oklahoma City, and they found him living near Wilmington, North Carolina. Brought him to Oklahoma City. 2,000 people there that night, and it's a surprise reunion. It's a surprise wow. to me. Everyone else knows about it. <laughs> and to the tune of the Marine Corps hymn, they bring down the center aisle, Corporal Lee Gore. There's not a dry eye in the building, and I'm in a state of shock. And he sees me for the first time since Vietnam, and and uh, it is one of the most. Uh, emotional times of my whole life and we've been together numerous times since then but he's a remarkable man a dear friend and uh, and he prayed for me at the most crucial time of my life
1: wow your story is so inspiring thank you for your service thank you for your your preaching and i'm just proud to call you my friend thank, thank you, you for you coming Jennifer. on the show and thank sharing you so much thank you it. when we come back God can also save you. We'll be right back.
0: Can you imagine living in a resort with like-minded people, full of amenities and activities, chef-prepared meals, heated indoor pool, spa, hair salon, wellness center, a movie theater, a library, a chapel, a game room? mini golf trail path and many more all accessible 24 7 a gated community with free wi-fi and concierge where the staff cares for your safety and your well-being where the joy of living is felt in every corner a company managed by the nicholas foundation people who truly care about people it's time to reward yourself it is time for the retreat senior living the resort you call home
1: that first bite was to my face
0: i <laughs> had a pistol behind me he set the home on fire and burned my whole world to the ground
3: the hammer i bludgeoned him the bullet went through
0: went through his heart
1: the assassin i'm here to kill you
3: i felt the bullet hit me
0: he became suicidal God will give you the strength to press on if you put your trust in Jesus.
1: For more inspirational stories, see the Jennifer Sheehan TV show Saturdays at 1130 AM on channel 33. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan show. God can also save you. If you haven't prayed to receive Jesus, pray with me. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for my sin. You rose on the third day. Please forgive me for my sin. I receive you as my Lord and savior. It's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Tune in next week. We've got another powerful story for you.